We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Hope everyone enjoyed Monday's episode. Everybody wants some. One of my favorite episodes on one of my favorite movies, a movie that's not only just like really, really good, really enjoyable, is a definite comfort watch. It's also one of the only movies that has tackled college baseball, the incredible sport of college baseball. I can't believe that we have only really gotten two movies that took a crack at it. Uh, Everybody wants some is one that just crushed it. Extremely authentic. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think I need to tell anyone who listened to Monday's episode how I feel about everybody wants some. The other movie we got was Summer Catch. Summer Catch was was not authentic, uh, was not good. And on this Thursday, I'm, I'm bringing back a little throwback. Covered it two years ago, uh, back just when I had changed the name of the podcast to Big Screen Sports. It was still before I took good notes. It was before I knew really anything about editing. Rough stages of the podcast. Appreciate anyone who has held on since then. I think we've gotten better with age. I think we've aged maybe not like a fine wine, but like a uh, like an aged steak, maybe. I don't know. Um, but here's a little throwback from that episode. Had uh, Goose over at Foul Pole Sports. Foul Pole Sports does a lot of college baseball content. I think they're, they're still around and kicking it. Uh, I get notifications about them getting uh, suspended and reinstated from Twitter all the time. That's very curious to me. But um, we, you know, th- this is a, a bit from that episode kind of talking about the the worst things about Summer Catch, what didn't work. Um, I still admire they took a shot. They, they use college baseball as a backdrop for a movie. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. I still admire. Seems like a great human being. But this isn't a good movie. It's fun to talk about. Um, it's a little cringy for me to listen to an old episode of this podcast with no notes and, and much less enthusiasm, I think, than I have now, uh, still working out the kinks. But I uh, hope everyone enjoys it on this Thursday. On Monday, we've got McFarland USA with uh, Jeff Perlman and another special guest. Looking forward to dropping that. And if you haven't yet and you've been a listener to this podcast, or even if this is your first episode, I've got the uh, Google survey in the show notes. Takes about five minutes. Would would help me out a ton with this podcast. Uh, so with that, let's, uh, let's throw it back to talking summer catch with foul pole sports and we'll catch you on Monday. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was realistic. As far as what wasn't realistic, just some, like some, 
just to set up some caveats before we go into what's realistic and like before you just think that we're just going to rip this movie apart. I don't think this movie, I always go back to it. Trouble with the Curve is the worst baseball movie because it tried its hardest to make you think that it was a super smart, really serious baseball movie. Made it think that it wanted you to think that it was as smart as like the book Moneyball. This movie isn't trying to do that. Like this movie isn't hung up on are we the most like a super baseball authentic movie. It was more like we're going to make a summer rom-com. It's going to be about baseball. We're going to make a shit ton of money. It's going to be good. It actually didn't make much money. But on paper, Freddie Prince Jr., Jessica Biel should have made a lot of money. 100%. Um, but, but again, the reason I started this podcast is it drives me crazy when people make sports movies and don't do a good job with this stuff. So, uh, you know, the the biggest issue for me, or at least something that there's no concept of time in the movie. You don't know how far into the season they are at any point. Like when Billy's struggling, when Billy's hitless. Okay, well, is Billy hitless? Has he been hitless for a week? Yeah. Has he been hitless for the entire month of June? That that would make a huge difference into, into how we're watching him freak out. We never know at what point in the season and or how long Ryan's been pitching or anything like that. It's kind of wild. Yeah, and he ended up getting up to like 296, was, which is unbelievable. It seemed like it made it mm-hmm. sound like he was hitless for like two weeks at least. And then to get back, like if you're hit, hitless for two weeks and you really only got like five or six more, like getting it above the Mendoza line's a miracle, let alone 296. Yeah, I mean, like think about what Chris Davis went through to start this year. Right. Like it, it would take him a, it would take Chris Davis a, a lot of hits to get up to 296 even now. So. Um, yeah, it was it was just really disappointing that they didn't kind of lay out what was going on. They didn't even you know give you a feel of what time it was in the season, which I, I think could have made the movie better. I'm also confused about Ryan's eligibility. They say he got kicked out of Boston College and kicked out of like that Framington State right. or whatever. Like, did he use all four years? It sounds like he was you know just kicked out of two schools pretty quickly. Yeah, um, that. That kind of is a plot hole because it's the Cape, if that makes sense. If there's mm-hmm. if it's just a random summer ball league, that doesn't really matter because like I, I played on on teams where like the guys graduated and so he had zero more no more eligibility left to play college baseball, but he still wanted to play baseball, still wanted to try and make indie ball. So he's playing summer ball, playing college summer ball. Because there's really no rules. Now the Cape's a whole different I don't if you don't have any eligibility left, you're probably not gonna be able to get into the Cape. It's a whole mm-hmm. different ball game, right? But yeah, that did, that did seem bizarre. It, it 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 seemed like he was like he doesn't have any eligibility left, and if he doesn't make it this summer, he's not gonna play baseball anymore. Which doesn't really work in the Cape aspect because it's like so exclusive just to get an invite, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're they're not really giving invites to guys who got kicked out of Framingham State or whatever it was. He would have had to have gone to one of those lesser summer ball leagues and just tried to light up a radar gun and get someone to sign him. Exactly. And the the biggest issue with the movie, I think, is that Freddie Prince Jr. just isn't good. I think that's like the crux of the movie is that Freddie Prince Jr. is not good at baseball. He doesn't look good in the uniform. He doesn't throw the ball well. He doesn't strike you as a pitcher, and that's really frustrating to watch. Yeah, yeah, it is tough. It it looks like a JV player at best. You know, what I mean, JV high school doesn't doesn't fill out the uni. Doesn't doesn't look like he ever really played, which. No, because I do like him as an actor. Yeah, I mean, I really like Freddie Prince Jr. Like, loved him in uh, in Scooby Doo, 
but I mean, he was cat, you know, he wasn't cast because, you know, again, this is like a teenage rom-com kind of movie. You know, the casting in 2011, they weren't casting, you know, focusing on, Hey, we're going to cast a super serious baseball player. So, uh, you know, that is what it is, but it, it is kind of what you come back to is that Freddie Prince Jr. Can't really throw the ball and his delivery looks stiff. What else didn't work for you? What, what, what wasn't realistic? Um, just, I mean, little things, uh, that bothered me when I was looking at a critical eye, the, that first practice, um, they were like throwing bullpens and it seemed to me, it seemed like they threw like four pitches and then just like tossed to the next guy. and was like, you're up, bud. That type of mm-hmm. deal, which like doesn't, I mean, you're going to full throw a full 20 pitch bullpen probably at least. And when it's, you're probably going to be you, your catcher and the pitching coach is all. Yeah. They, they definitely breeze through those pens. What did you think about him sleeping on the field? Yeah, I had that written down. That's just a psycho move. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awful. Like, like what? That, I mean, what? you can't set an alarm. Like, And then you still were late, so it didn't even work. Yeah, you got to know that it's going to be just the worst call ever. Like, nothing nothing good is going to come of that, especially when your you're fucking friends from high school know that you're there and you just know that's not going to end well. Also, how do you not wake up when the sun comes up? If you're sleeping outside. Oh, you're hammered drunk, I guess. But <laughs> just it's so tough. Yeah, I mean you know, in two thousand one with no cell phone alarm, you're and it's an eight AM practice. I mean That's suicide. I'd never I would never I mean, you're probably gonna wake up when the sun wakes up, I guess, but like not if you're drinking. A lot of uh and it started with this started with that scene, a lot of bad like Massachusetts accents in this movie. And Freddie Prince Jr.'s completely disappears towards the end of the movie. He goes from like, I'm going to try to be a Massachusetts. He, he was like, I'm going to try to be a Massachusetts guy like early in the movie. By the end of it, it's done. He's Freddie. <laughs> Freddie's back to L.A. Freddie was mentally back to L.A. before the movie, before the movie wrapped. That's fine. I mean, I, it was so bad of accents. I didn't really notice that they were trying to do accents, I guess. Occasionally, his buddies had a little uh, stop the car in them, but that's it. Yeah, the, the buddies kept it up all movie. They had they they kept the Massachusetts thing up. You mentioned this earlier about Van Lemer wouldn't even be pitching in the Cape. His first game, he throws a CG. Like his agent would have a heart attack. Right. Uh, unless it's a 90-pitch CG, right? Like, that's probably mm-hmm. not going to happen. Yeah. You're uh, you're on strict innings and pitch limits at that Yeah, at that even point. in 2001. Mm, 100%. 100%. If, you have a, if you have a $2 million price tag on you, even in 2001, you're getting treated with kid gloves. Yeah, I mean, those guys, the best guys, they'll – They'll finish their season in June. They'll they'll go home for four or five days, and then they'll go to the Cape for, let's see, their coach wants 35 innings, like, or that might be a little low, but 40, 50 innings. Like, once he hits that innings, like, he's gone. Doesn't matter if they're, mm-hmm. like, first in, the, first in the division or whatever. Like, sorry, dude, I got no more bullets in my arm for this, for this year because in all reality, this doesn't really matter. Yeah, but Van Lamer's just out there throwing CGs and and flipping a coin with his two million dollars every time he goes out to the mound. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What else did you have? What else did you have written down for not so realistic? There's a lot of nitpicky stuff, like fun nitpicky stuff in this yeah, movie. Yeah, like yeah, like I said, like you, the directors at least they felt like they knew the gist of the cape, but they didn't. I don't know if they were ever played baseball. Like the little thing when he did the, I don't know what, like he shook off the catcher a bunch and then he did like the middle finger and twirled it around. And that meant 
a slider. I don't know. Like he threw it down and away to a lefty. Like what? Like kind of like unwritten rule. Not that it ever really happens. I've I've never had it given to me. But like the middle fingers usually like throw it at the dude's back. Yeah, plunk a guy. But even then, like that's kind of like just like hey, that's what it means. You're never gonna get it. But like that's what it means. I don't know how that suddenly means slider down and away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah you wouldn't. Uh... It would be like he'd be having to read his mind or something. Exactly. It's like, hey, we've 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 worked on this one pitch. Like, oh, let's bring it out in the third inning. Like, it's just <laughs> out of nowhere. Did you notice when uh, when Ryan gives up the the bomb? The announcer said something about it's a bomb, and the ball like it was a fence scraping three hundred and ten foot home run. Oh, it, it looked like it looked like a guy was standing in short left field and just like threw it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's what the ball looked like when it was going over the fence. Like it wasn't, it didn't have the trajectory of a home run, you know? No, yeah, that that's like a telltale sign of baseball movies that kind of took shortcuts to get things is none of the balls, their trajectory looks right. And uh, another little thing is when when all these actors were swinging, swinging and missing, like they were missing the ball by like 18 inches. Like they mm-hmm. were not even close. Especially when Billy's going through his slump. I mean, right. he's just, he's dying out there. Like he's not, he can't even sniff the ball. Yeah. He's uh, swinging with a blindfold. Uh, Ryan's the start that he has where he goes nine innings. And this gets me to another point too. Was the manager the worst? Was he the worst bullpen manager of all time? He wouldn't pull anyone. Ryan's yeah, like I, dying I, out there. He's in the ninth inning. He's loaded up the bases. Like, bring in that closer, man. Like, get the guy out of there. He's probably throwing 150 pitches. Yeah, it seems like they just didn't. Uh, they didn't have the uh, cast capacity for a bullpen. <laughs> like they had the one bull, the one closer that slept the whole time. That was it. Yeah, it was like him, him, the closer that slept a night. Ryan and Van Lemer, the only players on the team, the only pitchers on the team. It was just, right. it was those guys are nothing. But Ryan's start where they're like, this is a, you know, it was a disastrous start. He went nine innings, five hits, three walks. So that's a whip of less than one. Exactly. Gives up five runs, but most of them are on that bomb in the ninth when he's just dead out there and should have been pulled anyways. It's a really good start. If you threw nine innings in the Cape with a whip of lower than one, that's amazing. 100%. Like, he, he should be going away from that game like, oh, we lost, but I definitely got paid today. <laughs> or... And at least we're not going to make the the playoffs like like that. That should be more of the, that's what an actual guy that was playing. No, 
it's a little different because he lives in the Cape, but so he's already at home, so he's not waiting to get home. But I mean, you, you throw nine innings, it's, there's going to be a ton of scouts there. Like that's a win, regardless of what the score is, because the score doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they were going to make Ryan fail or like have his start bad, like they should have had him not get out of the second inning or something. Yeah. Like, or like he throws three good innings and it's like in the fourth, like, oh, Ryan Dunn's in trouble. And then he gets, you know, he gets lit up and he gets pulled. Now he gets all the way to the ninth. Like I can count on one hand how many times I almost threw a CG in my life. Like that's, that's an incredible feat, especially in the Cape Cod League. I'd like to go look at like last year's Cape, Cape stats, how many CGs there were. I bet you it's less than five. Oh, a hundred. Yeah, no way. I mean, especially because coaches don't want their guys to go that, that far. Right. And it's just that rare one where you got a sinker baller out there. He gets an 87 pitch complete game. It's like, well, Mm. I'm going to take you out. But (laughs) yeah, just a dude pitching the contact gives the bullpen a rest. Uh, What else, what else did you have written down? Um, when Billy broke the bat over his knee, I mean, what are you doing? You're you're not uh, Bo Jackson. Like that looked like that looked it was shiny, looked like a maple bat. Like there's zero chance Billy Brewbreaker string beans breaking a bat over his knee. Billy Brewbreaker looked like he weighed a solid 170, sopping wet. 100, 100. And that takes that takes massive strength. What did you think about the kind of the subplot of Van Lemer and his buddy? being like massive dicks and talking shit to Ryan. Like we probably both had teammates we didn't like. I don't think I've ever blatantly told someone like, I'm not rooting for you. You're going to get, you're going to get murdered tonight. Like that guy, that team's going to kill you. Yeah. That just doesn't, even in summer ball, it's just like, if you don't like a guy, you just don't talk to him. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to, I don't know. It just seemed that I think is is more a decision they had to make for the movie rather than the baseball because you have to have an antagonist, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just no. There's not really going to be that type of thing um, in there. Another thing I wanted to point out was like the last scene, which I was at, when I was looking at this through a critical eye. Like the whole movie made sense in terms of like this Cape Cod and like how this like baseball to a to an extent. It was like badly shot in terms of like the how the players looked and stuff but the whole gist of it worked until the last game when he just leaves and then the relievers asleep on the bench he's like hey get in here and pitch he's like oh it turned into a very like corny fake <laughs> right, feeling thing yeah he's like get it like get in here and pitch he's like well i have uh, been sitting on the bench for two and a half hours uh i'm not gonna get in there and throw 95 like i do in one pitch like that just doesn't happen I don't think uh, don't think the ump's gonna give me more than eight because this is not an injury. This is you going fucking crazy and just leaving the field. Exactly. I just that that was when I was like that was when I went from yeah it looks weird but it's pretty accurate to like okay let's get at it. let's let's be serious here. Yeah, they went for the 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 ultimate cheesy ending. The last thing I've got is uh, I don't think Hank Aaron's out there scouting in the Cape. I, I had that written down too, and it, it was. I think that has to be just like an Easter egg for baseball fans, right? Because they don't address that it's Hank Aaron. Yeah, it definitely was an Easter egg. There's no. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just like, hey, you know, he was probably around. They flew him out for the movie, treated him really nice for a day. But Hank Aaron's not sitting out there with a with a radar gun scouting Ryan Dunn. You have the main. You have the main scout kind of like look at like he. It was kind of cool though. How I was like. The main scout like, was not expecting to see Heron, Hank Aaron either, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, like without saying, whoa, that's Hank Aaron, he was like, holy shit. Like, why the hell is Hank Aaron right next to me? Yeah, he definitely put on his best oh shit face. 
Yeah. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.